0: hello hello everyone and thank you for tuning in to casual conversation with will and gary this is episode number 35 and a good one we have for you today finally me and gary got our friend aj cannon on the podcast with us now aj is a musician from drasco arkansas he uh, actually is in a band named drasco how about that Um, AJ comes on, he talks about his band. He talks about his musical background, his musical influences, uh, kind of what got him into music. Um, he talks about what it's like to be in a band. AJ also produces the music, uh, for his band. So he talks about what it's like producing songs, mixing songs, things like that. Um, He talks about some other interests he has Interests in the outdoors, fishing, things like that So, um, all in all, I think it's a great episode I think you guys are going to really enjoy it So, as always, I want to thank you for stopping by And I hope that you enjoy the show
1: hello ladies and gentle fish this is the casual conversation what do
0: we do will it's a we- podcast <laughs> oh, I, to say. <laughs> I don't even remember what we do dude what are we doing here we're I, it beats me dude, why are you at my house what <laughs> we were jamming <laughs> yeah peanut true. butter and jam peanut butter and jam <laughs> <laughs> what episode is this will 35 son
1: 35
0: that's kind of strange that's 35 weeks
1: 35 weeks i don't yeah. I don't think we've uh, and even the ones we've taken off, we've we filled them. No,
0: I've definitely missed a couple, but I'm yeah, just you're
1: you yeah, talking yeah, bad about it, yeah. dude. so it's been like you know, thirty seven <laughs> weeks, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, the thirty fifth one is gonna be a special one. We've actually been hyping this guest up for Oh yeah, a we've been while. talking about this one for
0: a long time. Yeah, I'm
1: I'm talking like way back in the before time. The Stone Age. When, before we even had a guest. <laughs> Yeah, so this is uh, our guest today is going to be AJ Cannon. Give us a little bit of an introduction, AJ. Yo, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> so AJ is the one that we've talked about. Uh, he's uh, he produces music. He just came out with an album. His band is the Drasco Band, which we just learned the area code is seven two five three zero. Is that yes. right? Yeah, there we go. That's, he gave me and Will a copy of his album, CD format. That's what I'm talking about. Before the, before the podcast, we're greatly appreciative of that.
0: Dude, I'm going to jam that. I got an old school radio in my car too, baby. So got the CD yeah. player. Yes,
2: that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. See, that's, that's the thing. People are like, hey, when's it going to be on Spotify? When's it, yeah, dude, that's Everybody about, that. that's what Everybody says Everybody
1: says that. That's been the only thing that has kind of been keeping me from asking him sooner. I'm like, man... I want you to get it on on so as soon as people are like, they yeah. hear it, it's like, oh, we can just go right over here and listen to it. I
2: know. I wanted that, too. It so what, what
1: is? I mean, we'll talk about all kinds will, of things. Yeah, but, we'll, we'll yeah. talk
0: about that. Just give us where you're from, AJ,
2: what you do. A little bit about uh, you. A little bit about yourself. Okay, okay. Um, so I'm from Drasco, obviously. Um, I deliver bread for a living. So if we, I mean, just quick history. Went to Concord High School, played basketball, played golf. Uh, State finals in in basketball Didn't get it done Uh, State championship in golf Did get that one done Got it done (laughs) There you go Um, Then moved to Conway With a couple friends Went to school Got a degree in audio engineering From the Recording Connection Did an internship at uh, East End, Arkansas Arkansas Pro Recording And uh, moved back to Drasco Still there
0: Heck, so yeah. That's, that's legit. So I, I didn't know you got a degree for uh Yeah, well, technically it's cool. a
2: degree. It's it's like a fast track degree. Same
0: thing. It not
1: It's like yeah. a certificate, but it's a degree. It's a degree. So. It's a degree.
0: It's a
2: degree.
1: No, so just to give, uh, you know, some people may not know where Drasco is. That's kind oh, of in yeah. the Heber Springs True. area. Yeah, okay.
2: So most people probably know where Heber Springs is. Most people probably know where Batesville is. It's about 20 miles 25 miles south of Batesville and about 15 miles north of Heber Springs. It's where Highway 25 meets Highway 92. Smack dab. A lot of bikers
1: go through Drasco. Oh yeah,
2: like (laughs) bicycles or hogs. No, 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 like hogs. hogs. (laughs) They
1: got the trade. Is what they call the trading post. Yeah,
2: Drasco Trading Post, biker heaven, I guess. Um, There you go.
1: They're always parked in the. Yeah, I gotta get (laughs) a motorcycle. I've been saying that for (laughs) years. So to give just to just to give a brief history, I uh, I dated a girl from Drasco that was actually pretty close to AJ and uh, his friends, and went to church with with AJ and. We we go way back. We've determined we before back. the uh before the podcast we go way back at least four years. Yeah. So. <laughs> way back four years. That's that's quite a good while though. <laughs> yeah, man. It. it doesn't dude, it doesn't seem I haven't seen AJ in like we said, about two years and uh it doesn't really feel like that long. Yeah. He's here, we're talking, mingling just like we nah, did. Time flies. We played. We've played a, a little bit of music together. AJ is a musician as well. He doesn't just produce music. He 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 makes music too. So interesting, dude. We got some. We got some good stuff on the podcast today. But anyways, Will. Um, the way we like to start this off, by the way, you probably already know because you're a an avid listener. Not avid listener. But uh, we like to talk about our weeks. So Will,
0: what'd you get into this week, dude? This one's gonna be a sad one because. When did we record our last episode? Thursday? Yeah, so you didn't do so much. So I had Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Uh, I didn't do nothing. Nothing? Nothing. I had to work Friday, and then I was off Saturday and had to work Sunday, and today's Tuesday, so I've been off for the past two days.
1: So that's why you're off today. That's why I'm off today, I was yeah. like, why are you I work, off?
0: I work Sunday, and then I work this Saturday coming up, so um, that's why I was off on Monday. Big Tuesday. show? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. What, what were they doing? Riolana, dude. Oh, yeah. 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 They go Not crazy. Fun.
0: They go crazy, man. They, they go crazy. Go cra-
1: is there a lot of a lot of moms at Riolana?
0: Yeah. Zach goes to Riolana now. Yeah. <laughs> he's, big, he's, having a ba- he's having <laughs> a baby. He's yeah. picking up the crank. What, what is this? baby clothes. It's like a big uh, children's consignment uh, sale that they have at where I work at, and it goes on for two weeks straight, and it's just a, it's just a, it's a good time, I guess, but Kind of, kind of claustrophobic sometimes. <laughs> I'm not a ton of people there. I don't know. It's not, it's not my favorite show. Is it kind
1: of like they're looking for the deals like Black Friday? Yeah, exactly. Running
0: people over? Uh, yeah, yeah. Give me that onesie. That's my onesie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, it's not bad. But other than that, man, I didn't do anything. I've been chilling these past couple of days because they're my only days off this week. So walking the go. dog, watching some TV. Got oh. to mow the yard today though, unfortunately
1: walking the dog yeah we <laughs> like, want
0: a three miler today speaking of walking the dog uh
1: aj's an avid yo-yo he's he's a good yo yoer are, are you not? not well
2: you used to be used, used, to, be.
0: used to be will, good. will we, also we, used to
1: be an avid yo-yo
0: to <laughs> yo-yo too gary no 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 but like yes, you did
1: we y'all were way better at yo-yoing because bro, y'all did it younger and then i came along later in life bro. and y'all were like y'all introduced me to the yo-yo you can't
0: say you weren't pretty good because you bought an expensive yo-yo well, no. right. I
1: bought the Maverick. It was $40. I bought a $40 <laughs> yo-yo, everybody. Oh, my gosh. It yeah, was that made is. of some Actually, type of light metal.
0: Aluminum. I take that back. That's not true, because you can get expensive stuff, and you're still not very good. You're
1: right.
2: I wasn't that good. Yeah. I really wasn't. Did y'all ever have Dan the Yo-Yo Man come to your school when you were young? Dan the Yo-Yo Man? Dan the I, Yo-Yo Man. I no, think that man. was his name. Thank. think. I was wish something we would Yo-Yo have man. now. No, it I was like know. Red Ribbon Week or something, and we were. I don't know. It was probably fourth, fifth, sixth grade he came up there and he was going nuts with his yo-yo, you know, and telling people about drugs. And then <laughs> he had like, I guess his own brand of yo-yo and they sold them out of the office and everybody in the school had one. So I had a pretty good yo-yo. Dang.
0: Heck I wish he yeah. would have came to our school.
1: So did you, did you and the squad walk around? Oh yo-yos? yeah, of course. Did they ban yo-yos at your school?
2: No, they never. I don't think so. I don't think they had. Nobody ever got hit. I guess.
1: Didn't they ban yo-yos at, at your school where you couldn't? Oh well, yeah,
0: because everybody was. Yo- well, just certain teachers because everybody was yo-yoing in class, <laughs> wouldn't pay attention. <laughs> You're just
1: sitting there <laughs> trying to take notes, like sitting in the desk, just. <laughs> whoosh, whoosh, whoosh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh man. But no, I didn't do anything this week. What'd you do in the past four days, in Gary? Did you do something exciting?
1: No, nah, because I work Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Exciting. From four a.m. to four p.m. Woo. But I uh, I mean I was doing things in between like I had to get a whole like I had some issues getting all of my immunization records for Better uh, get those. Yeah, I've got I've got it now. I had to go I had to go to the Department of Health and take care of that. But like all of my all of my immunizations were fine, but I couldn't find where I had been vaccinated for hepatitis A. And so, like, I had That's to go. That's a strange one. I know. I was like, so I had to go around and find my vaccination for, or the proof of immunization for hepatitis A, which I mm. did.
0: Okay, okay. But, so uh, you're vaccinated?
1: I'm vaccinated, man. All right, right on. Hep, hep B and Hep A. There, there, you, there go. you
0: go. Did you have to get a tuberculosis test?
1: Yeah, so I got two of those back uh, when I had to apply for this program that I'm going into. And so I've got two of those in it. Just has to be within the last year, and so I've got those. Okay, okay. I've got. I'm I'm vaccinated. Everybody, all right. Hey, we're we're not trying to talk about vaccination. <laughs> no, like, we're not trying. To, we're not trying to piss the masses off. Not today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> say that for another time.
1: But anyways, AJ, what'd you get into this
2: week? Uh, okay. So we're or talking- for the about... past two years, for that matter. Yeah. No, I'm just <laughs> so we're talking about since what did y'all say last Thursday? Or the weekend? Or just, just last just kinda week? Just kind of like last yeah. week. Really, uh, any last anything Saturdays. done okay. recently. Um, well, Thursday, well, we were supposed to have band practice. Didn't have band practice. So that was a night off. That doesn't normally happen. And then Friday, I went and filmed a video. It was a promo video for this upcoming youth revival that me and some of my friends are doing. So we, we filmed a video for that. Saturday, had to work in the morning. And then hung out with some friends. Sunday went to church and then we went to my grandpa's had a had a uh, birthday party for him kind of well just get together for his yeah. birthday and he's seventy seven lucky Ooh. number seven double sevens lucky number seven baby yeah
1: wow my grandpa's eighty seven and he also just had a birthday decades
2: <laughs> Wait, was was he eighty six when y'all did the podcast because I did listen to that one I was uh, I enjoyed that thoroughly. I, I, don't know, he grandpa. Hey, well, I don't I don't remember <laughs> uh, what day
1: I don't remember what day we did it His birthday is July 13th but I don't know It was what, before that It was before that Yeah
2: yeah, I'm pretty sure you said he was 86.
1: Yeah, he just turned 87.
2: Yeah. No, that that was a great podcast.
1: He, man, that was like a window back in time.
2: Yeah, and just him being that old and like sharp as a tack yeah. was just inspiring. I mean, you can just
1: tell the way he talks and the way he remembers. Oh, yeah, man, I remember the way I figured out World War II was going on. We went, yeah, I hey, visited <laughs> no, this he, dude with a stroke.
0: <laughs> no, for real, though, he was talking about stuff he remembered when he was four or five years old. I don't even yeah. remember what I was doing when I was four and five. Yeah. yeah. My earliest memory was like, um i remember a little bit of kindergarten barely so that's like five and six so probably six and seven and eight was my first things i remember i remember
1: i remember kindergarten you do because i was van halen hot for teacher What? (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude i was a little boy and like i don't know like teacher was pretty and i was just like oh miss fisher (laughs) oh
0: gary van halen see you were born It was Gary born, Van Halen was born, born, born long ago. <laughs> Gary he Van Halen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I had a I was at uh, this little get together the other night, and so they figured out I had a podcast. And one of the guys, he was like, "Oh, Gary Van Halen, what's that episode about?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, we had Van Halen on the show. Yeah,
1: it was yeah yeah, it was me and Van Halen <laughs> talking. <laughs> No, but uh, if you hadn't checked out the one with my grandpa, Mister Sam Collins, I'm like, hey, you put the, ha- the Mister. No, Sam I had to Columns- put Mister.
0: I've I've called him that ever since I've known him, so I just had to put Mister on it. It yeah. felt wrong if I didn't.
1: One day we'll have my dad on. He doesn't. He doesn't get. He doesn't get Mister. He doesn't get Sam Collins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I guess we'll we'll dive into this. Um, so one of the bigger reasons that we have you on here is obviously your your music life. Um, So before you get going, I just want to kind of reflect on on when I met you, everything. I went down to Drasco for the first couple of times, and like within the first couple of times, I saw you either performing either at church or just in like a smaller group. And at that time, I was literally not even a year into playing the guitar. I was maybe five or six months, if that and i'm i'm sure you can relate uh, throughout your musical experience you you come across people that are just significantly better than you at that point in time right and it just wows you and it it almost it's an inspiration really you're just like i like that's possible like that's possible and if i put the time in i can do that and so that's kind of what i remember is like oh man this guy's really good and n- not only that there are a ton of good musicians in your area. Yeah, Garrett, Garrett Seal, Lloyd Spinks. I mean, I, that's the two off the top of my head, yeah. but just wowed me. And so I was really lucky to, to be around musicians like that to where even just watching them. like I didn't get to play with y'all guys a lot. I played with you a few times, um, but just getting to watch them, watch what they do, how they do it, the sounds that they make, putting it all together. And so that that was actually a really critical point in time for me, just developing myself as a guitar player without even playing the guitar really. Like I was right. just like sitting back, kinda of absorbing it in. So anyways, just kinda of talk about how you got into music. Like when was the first time you
2: picked up a guitar? I was I was ten years old. And I, I remember like when I was young, I watched Back to the Future when I was pretty young. <laughs> okay. And you all have seen Back to the Future. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know the same when he gets up and he plays Johnny Be Good on stage at, at the end. Okay, mm-hmm. I always thought that was the coolest thing ever. I was like, I want to be able to do that. And all of a sudden, when I was ten or I was about to turn ten, I was like, I want, I want a guitar for my birthday. Don't know where it came from. I have no idea. But I was just like, I'm going to play guitar. So I asked for a guitar for my birthday. Got one. It was one of the electric guitar in a pack with an amp. It was like a, it was, it was a Behringer and. I mean, pretty much. The Behringer. Yeah, it was, I mean. We,
1: we got a Behringer on here. Yeah. Boom. Behringer, baby. Behringer, hey,
2: Behringer. some is pretty good, which I still play the guitar, which uh, I've, I like stripped it out and made it better. But, oh, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> but the amp is is total garbage. But that was what, <laughs> that was what I started playing on. And uh, I don't know, just kind of evolved from there, I guess. I, I started playing at church when I was probably 14, joined the youth group, and we always had like a youth band. And there was some kids that were older than me that that played guitar and uh you know hans he's always played the the drum box we kind of joined at the yeah. same time and so we just you know got up there and started jamming yeah and that's I, awesome. I mean i fit in pretty good with them because i was I, I mean i wouldn't say i was better than any of them but like i was i knew chords where i could play with them so i mean yeah just jumped in and started playing
1: that's that's really cool and so you you grew up around music. Oh and, yeah. And like musicians. when I was
2: little watching Lloyd at church playing, like I remember that that was probably a huge influence on me. I didn't even know.
1: Yeah. I I can definitely relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my dad plays the bass. My uncle Monty, he can't play the guitar anymore due to medical reasons, but heck of a guitar player. My grandpa is an excellent pianist and guitar player. Um, And so like, even without, me even really remembering it like i i don't really remember certain scenes of like going around with my dad because him my dad and my uncle were in a band ruckus live that was the ruckus. that was the name ruckus live yeah. your
0: grandpa was in ruckus live mm-hmm. he was
1: piano. <laughs> oh, God, he played dude. the blues the bluesy piano to it man. he played
2: the boogie woogie nice
1: they didn't do so much boogie woogie they oh. did like rockabilly blues oh. type stuff okay okay, okay okay but they just got it was them three and a drummer and I remember, I just remember being around that. I don't really remember certain instances, and I, I think that greatly influenced me. Just just being around it and ha- just
2: absorbing it through the ear, hearing it, you know. For sure, yeah. I I remember watching. I mean, my my grandpa, he plays the accordion of all of all things. Oh wow! Yeah. And uh, in which he hasn't played in a long time because his accordion screwed up and he's never got it fixed. But he could play piano too, because you know one half of it is is a keyboard so oh, yeah so i mean he could play around on the keyboard a little bit and i remember messing around with him when i was first starting playing the guitar and even before that just watching him play i always thought it was insane especially the accordion because so i couldn't i couldn't even hold the thing i'd like sit down and try to hold i was as big as i was he's got that's a huge an alien
1: <laughs> yeah. that's an alien instrument for Dude, sure that's a cool that? thing though I've never, i don't
0: think i've ever seen one like somebody play one
1: real it, life
2: it's a crazy instrument
1: <laughs> well that's really cool um so, like, I remember, like, when I first started playing the guitar, it was like, at first, like, you're the beginner. You don't know anything. You get to a point where you can still, you know, you can pick out some chords and you can start putting them together and you can actually kind of play a song. And you get to that point where you can play a little bit. But there's like a, not not even like a point, but it's like one day it kind of feels like you, you just wake up and it's like people kind of look at you like, Oh, you're a guitar player. It's like when you're learning you're not really a guitar player right. quite yet, you know. Yeah. Uh so like at what point did you start kind of gaining that or at least you felt like you were starting to gain that um social aspect of people looking at you differently as a guitar player?
2: Yeah, let's let's see. Well, I remember when I, when I first started I was ticked because it was it was tough. I mean, you're trying to learn the chords and stuff and I at one point I put it back in the box. I was being a baby. I was like I'm done. I'm not playing anymore. And my mom was like, "Oh, I'm sure you'll get it back out." Which I did, of course. So um I mean, that was that was just kind of like the edge. Like I could have quit. I could have kept going. I kept going. And I remember I was probably I don't know if I was 5th or 6th grade. I think it was in 6th grade. For some reason, people were wanting me to bring my guitar. We had, like, this Valentine's Day party in our classroom at the end of the day. And somebody was like, hey, you need to bring your guitar. One of my friends was like, just come play. I was like, I'm not, I can't do that. But, I, I mean, I could play, like, the start of Sweet Home Alabama, and I could play, you know, this and that. It's like, okay, whatever. So my mom brings it up there, and I was just scared to death. We sat around and they're like, "Yeah, play something." I I played a couple things, so I guess that was probably that's probably the first time I remember that really happening.
1: Yeah, like, so it went
2: over well. I I guess. I mean, of course, when you're in sixth grade, people think it's cool that you know how to play the guitar. If I'd have played two chords, they'd have thought I was something. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I don't remember what all I played or what all I could do, but it it probably wasn't much. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's that's. What neat. was the?
0: I was gonna ask. What was the main like, um, the main teacher that you used? Did somebody teach you to like? Like when you first started playing chords and learning songs, did you just like because that was you were probably you said I was 10th, sixth grade, so yep. YouTube wasn't you know, super, no, super, super big, big. No, at that yeah. time. And, I mean, we had dial up at the
2: house, there's no chance, yeah. Of that. So, <laughs> uh, so I guess I assume somebody taught you how to play, or did you just well, have a book? Or I had I had this chord chart that came with my guitar, it was just this fold out poster, had like the major, minor, and seventh of each chord. And I kind of learned those. Didn't really know how they went together. And then I got probably as a gift or something, I got a, a DVD for, that was that was Electric Guitar is what it was called. I can't remember the guy's name. And was, then I got another one that was called Blues Guitar, and I got another one that was Rock Guitar. And they were all the same company made them. And I just sat down and started watching those, and I like I couldn't play the stuff. It was tough. And I always wanted to play. You know, they'd always go like to the end and play some hot licks. That would be the hot licks section yeah. at the end. Yeah. Couldn't ever do those. But I just slowly started learning those pieces and they would teach you like just a couple little like short like 30 45 second songs where you go through a chord progression and I started just kind of noticing hey these chords always go together and it, one day it just kind of clicked hey these chords go together I didn't really know why I didn't know a lot of, like I know now I didn't know music theory but I was learning it and didn't know yeah so I think that was just kind of natural to me not everybody can pick it up like that. I'm not trying to brag or anything, but it's, it's like... There's
1: definitely something to it.
0: Right. And That's cool, though. The yeah. DVDs. I never <laughs> thought about that.
2: I actually had a guitar,
0: a dude teaching electric guitar on DVD, but I never watched it. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I had it, but I never watched it. <laughs> it I, I don't know. I never video. even plugged it in. I don't know why I never did. Yeah. Well,
1: Will, we've we've had a Gary Van Halen episode, but uh, how did you get into the guitar, man?
0: I, no, we talked about that. Well, let's talk some more about it. Oh, um, well... <laughs> My dad always played guitar. He always had a guitar, um, you know, hanging up on the wall. And I would hear him playing every once in a while. And uh, I think we, I don't know when School of Rock came out. Yes. But that was, I watched that movie, and uh, it was kids playing these instruments. And they were, like, really good at it. And I was like, "Is is that real? Are those kids actually playing? And he was like, yeah, they're actually playing. And I was probably the same age, you know, 10, 11. And I was like, I want to learn how to play. And he's like, okay, well, come in here. And he showed me some chords. And he had a poster like that. It had probably 100 chords on it. And he was like, practice the you know, the A, C, D, and G, and E. And just play them over and over and over again. And I was like, okay. So I was, you know, kept playing and playing. And then he's like, you got to practice on switching them. And he's like, don't, don't look at your hands when you're playing. So I'd be playing, and he'd see me looking at it. He'd just turn off the lights. So I couldn't see what, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I was like, turn the lights back on. He's like, just keep keep going. And That's intense. Over the years, I just, you know, kept practicing and practicing, I guess. I guess that School of Rock, though, is what really got me into it. School and of Rock, my dad, Jack Black. And then my dad was the main guy that you know, taught me yeah. about the chords and how they went together and things like that.
1: That, that reminds me, I took a meet, a music appreciation course in a uh, college. And obviously your dad was probably wasn't this hard on you. Pro-
0: actually, I know for sure. He wasn't, he wasn't hard. hard. He wasn't hard on me at all. He was yeah. just doing that as a joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Turn the lights off. But, but
1: when you said he turned the lights out, I had to go to this thing for extra credit. And, uh, the piano uh, teacher, he, the dude that taught my class, was a pianist, and he taught piano for the upper level music uh, graduate students type thing. And I went and watched a session; it was like a forty-five minute session of of a pianist, and he was observing him. He was up there observing him play, and he would go into this beautiful piece. And, like, five seconds into it, the, the piano teacher's like, no, 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 no. Like, he would, sl- he would, like, slam.
0: <laughs> and so, like, your dad was like, no, we're going to turn the lights off. You can't look. <laughs> like That's hardcore, man. Dude, that's... It was, I mean, was he playing, like, beautiful stuff? Oh, it was
1: unbelievable. Like, it was then- just unbelievable, like, Beethoven. Uh, next level,
0: dude. Yeah, it was just next level.
1: <laughs> and the teacher just told him to quit because it was terrible. Yeah, and, like, and the thing is, like... I can I can understand to an to an extent. I mean, I'm no, I don't have a Ph.D. in piano like this dude did. But um, there's little bitty nuances in music. It's like as a person, three different people, all of us could play the same chord or hit the same lick, and it's gonna sound different. There's so many different things like tonality. There's different like levels of and degrees of vibrato. It's just like. Everybody has their things. Like when you hear Stevie Ray Vaughan play the guitar, you know it's Stevie Ray Vaughan because right. it's Stevie Ray Vaughan. And so, yeah, it's just interesting that there are different ears. You said you picked it up naturally, and so I can relate to what you were saying. I didn't, I didn't know why G, C, and D went together, but when I played those chords together, it sounded good, and I liked it. it made yeah. me feel like I was doing something right that they, people actually wanted to hear. Yeah. So I, totally I still don't know that. why they go together. Yeah, to be honest. And, and so, talking <laughs> about talking on. about the music theory though, <laughs> this this is a bit of a tangent. So the music theory, I, I didn't learn any at first, and I was just kind of I watched YouTube videos, uh, Marty Marty on what's Marty his? Music, yeah, Marty Music. <laughs> he he would show me like different chords and like songs to play, and I, at first I was just kind of learning songs. I started noticing these patterns, and I stumbled across the concept of music theory, and so like I was like that's going to take me to the next level. Like I've got to learn some things about the theory behind it because there's value there. I don't know what's there, but there's value there. So I didn't go in and learn like all kinds of different things. I learned the very basics of music theory, you know, the circle of sevenths or whatever, circle of fifths. fifths. Yeah. Circle of fifths, like the pentatonic scale, like what a seventh note actually meant. And you start seeing these patterns unfold. And, uh, I did gain a lot of value of that or from that, but it got to a point where I was feeling like almost robotic like you you start learning something that somebody else has created, and you kind of get boxed in It's like you start playing like a robot it's like you don't have any time to like break out of that and so once i I learned the basics, I kind of got. I kind of just like all right, forget music theory. Like I've got to just like feel the music and hear the music more than that. And so uh, there's this guitarist I really really like that said something. He said, "Yeah, music theory is important, and and people that learn it are going to be better than people that that don't learn it. Uh, granted that you can actually play the guitar or any instrument for that matter, but people that just learn music theory are only going to sound very technical." and kind of interesting. The really really good musicians and guitar players go much deeper than the theory. And so that that line stuck with me. It's so much deeper than the theory. And yeah, that's kind of embodying like what we're saying right now. Yeah, that's that's <laughs>
2: really true. I I mean, I agree with that. Like, well, like the way I learned, I didn't learn the the theory. Didn't know I was learning theory. I would learn something and then years later I'm like, "Oh, that's why that works." So it it would be would've been nice to probably learn it at the same time, not have to figure it out when I was eighteen, nineteen years old. But at the same time if that if somebody had sat me down with sheet music in front of me and, and I would have probably never Yeah. I would've never played. I can't read music.
1: I didn't I, I didn't either. learn can't how do to do that. Either. And I really want to someday, but it's there's a lot more of of just kinda of developing my own sound, my own unique sound first before I get into that and I've actually kind of reached a, a crossroad I mean you go through moments of just incredible growth on an instrument and then you go through moments of stagnation on an instrument and so um here recently like I mean I've been trying to go in quotations deeper than the theory for about two two and a half years now and I've started kind of kind of seeking out teachers whether they be on YouTube or in real life, which I don't know too many technically trained musicians, but I've been trying to figure out like different things about, like, for example, the, the pentatonic scale, man, I know it front and back, but it's like there's so many different modes of the pentatonic scale right. that you can add just a couple extra notes, and you get a different flavor than if you're just playing the, the blues, you know? Right. So that's that's where I'm at in, in my guitar playing
0: at the Yeah, moment. dude, and, like, reading music, when I took piano lessons, I learned how to read the music for a piano but i assume it's different for guitar because there's only six strings so you only have it's like when you're reading music for the piano there's you know uh, the staff which is you know six lines going across but it goes above it on the line and then below it and there's so many different variations of the notes that can be on the staff at one time yeah and it's very it's overwhelming at some some point so i think that's why you know, I still like piano. I'd still like to learn to play someday, but it, it kind of like, I just her teaching me that and giving me all this information in 30 minutes because that's all the time that our lessons were was just so overwhelming and my brain just got fried by trying to... It's because you already, it's like,
1: it's like training but, but somebody like, that already has bad habits. It's not that you playing the guitar is a bad habit, but you've already learned like, how to make these sounds and it's like you're trying to relearn it a different way. Yeah, so well, it's it, challenging. It's not even that though. Can't teach it's, an old dog new tricks, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess
0: it's. It was just you know, like you said, you get so technical with all these different ideas and different uh, terms and stuff that uh, you start. I felt like I was I, like a robot when I was playing. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted to sound like freaking Elton John when he was playing. You know, <laughs> yeah, he had, he's so soulful <laughs> and smooth. But I was just playing like a robot. I didn't have any groove. Yeah. So and then I just kept learning all these terms and.
2: I don't know. It wasn't for me. So who influenced you? Talk about some of your influences, that, that's, that's a great question. I was, I was thinking about that because I assumed he would ask that question. I was like, what would I say? And, I mean, I remember being, which, of course, is watching Lloyd. I mean, watching Lloyd, and then he was in a band called Outrider, which him and John Cornelison were in that band, who I play with now. And I always loved watching them play. Like, we'd have Fall Festival at school or something, they come play, or we'd have something at the ball fields, and they come play. I saw them a little bit so that that was something but at the same time like uh when I started playing I wanted like all this guitar music I wanted to hear, listen to guitar music and I once again back to back to the future he was playing Johnny B good I was like okay who did Johnny B good well it's Chuck, Chuck, Chuck old Chuck Berry yeah. so I remember one one christmas I got a I got a Chuck Berry CD which it was it was the great 28 it's like his 28 best songs and I just rotated and I played with it and which I mean, ninety percent of his songs sound about exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they might, yeah, might same be in a lick, different man. might be a different key, but basically <laughs> the same thing. And then, I mean, I always loved Leonard Skinnerd, um, thirty eight special. A lot of those classic rock. I remember riding in the car when I was young. My dad always played classic rock, um, so that was an early influence. But lately, it's just like anything. Like I yeah. listen to anything. Past probably the past. I don't know, eight years, just listen to anything ever since I was mid-teens, high school. Yeah. I it, wouldn't. If you had to pick, oh, oh, oh,
0: oh, I won't make you pick one, but who would be your top three favorite bands or art, or not even a band. <laughs> just, just artists. Of... And, and we won't go, we'll go, Um, I don't know, not a specific genre. Like Just who, just whoever. Yeah, like who, like, if you got in the car, you're like, you know, I'm about to play this. Like your go-to artist
2: or top 3 top
0: artists top
2: 3 go-tos Okay. Okay, well when I, when I'm riding in my car I have a Blink-182 CD I listen to all the time. It's just greatest hits. So that's just like I can pop that anytime I'm, I I want to listen <laughs> to that. Blink-182 I'm, I'm not even like a punk rock like 90s alternative kind of guy. I mean, I like that stuff, but I, I listen to that CD all the time. Travis Barker beats the skins. Dude, if it wasn't for him, that band would not be any good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> he does stuff that blows my mind. I'm just like, you can play trash over the top of that and it would sound good. Um I don't know. I wouldn't say I definitely wouldn't say they're one of my favorites, but like I can listen to that anytime. Um I really like the black keys. Thank um you.
0: I don't know if I, I've heard, I've, heard I've heard of the of Black, Black Keys. Keys. I've never listened
1: to I've them much. I've heard some of their music, but I have You probably really heard a lot of their songs
2: that didn't know it was the Black Keys. Yeah. yeah. I've heard of them. Yeah. I know they exist. <laughs> um I don't own like a bunch of their CDs or anything, but like I've got Black Keys radio on my Pandora stuff like that. I hear them a lot. Um Chris Stapleton, I'd listen to him anytime.
1: He's He's something
2: else. And his bass is super good if you just listen to the bass lines of some I of those songs. Never have listened to the bass lines. I'm going to have to now.
1: <laughs> see, AJ plays the bass yeah. In, yeah. in their band, which he can he can tear a guitar up too, but, Are you going but to he watch plays Chris that bass Stapleton
2: in Little Rock? No, I'm not. I'm going to
1: see him one day. I, I, I'm going to be up in Springfield, otherwise I would go see him, but he, he's going to be around for a bit. Yeah, Lord, Lord I willing.
2: mean, he puts on a. A good show. You ever, right. Have you ever heard of the Marcus King Band? Yes. Love him. There's, yeah, dude, I watched good. this one YouTube video. It's him. It was on like a radio show. Came in and played, a, it's called "Swinging Doors. It's like an old George Jones song, but he does not do it George Jones style. It's just blues. Great. Yeah. <laughs> great. He's, great. They're uh, they're opening for Chris Stapleton
0: when they come to Little Rock. I'm missing two great acts. I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I was so mad. Oh, I was man. trying to get tickets now, and they're all nosebleeds. And they're still like $90, and I was like, eh. Yeah.
1: Oh, no, <laughs> oh, man. That's that. Those are some interesting influences. And you, you said you were influenced earlier by Leonard Skinner. And I heard somebody yeah. say say this the other day. I have to great quote. I have to say this. This dude said, "Yeah, man, Leonard Skinner changed the way rednecks listen to music." <laughs> I was like. <laughs> That
2: is so right. Like that's the it is that that encompasses Leonard Skinner in a sentence. <laughs> it it really does, yeah. Because I mean, we're not just li- rednecks aren't just listening to country. They're like, oh, it's that southern rock man.
1: Yeah, like they he they changed the game. They really they did. did. They did. No oh, man. What, what about you, Will? Who are some of your influences that influenced your guitar playing?
0: Man, um, well, when I first started playing, I would play acoustic songs, and then. My first electric guitar was a um, um, Epiphone SG, so it had the two humbuckers in it. It wasn't like the Strat style, so you, I mean, you could you could play blues and clean tones on it, but it was more for hard rock. And when I first, I was you know, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, I was listening to Metallica and like uh, Megadeth, and like <laughs> then I got into like Bullet for My Valentine and. Avenged Sevenfold and stuff like that. So yeah, I remember so they Will. they actually influenced me more during that time. But over the past three years, um, I've been listening I, list, I listen to more blues and pop folk. I guess I John Mayer is kind of rock. He's more. He's not pop though. Yeah, oh, yeah. he can do, he, do just like about a, anything. Really, his, every he's, one of his albums. Different. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of like a tough. He's in between genres, but like him and um. Yeah, more blues like uh, Marcus King band. Um, who
2: else was I? Who else I listen to all the time? You ever listen to Chris Jacobs? Chris Jacobs, no, I haven't. Oh man, you're I mean, you gonna that? have to write that down. We we'll have to write right that down. down.
0: <laughs> but yeah, just any any like folk music too, like Stargell Simpson. Well, he's not folk, but Tyler Childers, yeah, stuff like that with the with the slower guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I listened to BB King recently. I've never listened to him except for the past year or so. Six months, he can play some blues. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he about definitely. invented the blues. <laughs> exactly, but no, that's about it. I'll, mainly my influence was the heavy bands, Metallica, stuff like yeah,
1: that. Yeah, I I remember Will walking around junior high school just... <laughs> just, like, just listening to metal and stuff, and dude, honestly... I grew up. My family didn't listen to that. Didn't know anybody that did. And
0: none of my family is too into thought and, I was and weird.
1: You, you came around, man. And I, I dig it now, man. I listen, listen to that stuff. But it blows me away because, like, the style of guitar that you play, like, I mean, if I sit down and try and learn it, I'm sure I could. But like metal guitar it's and heavy different. riffs is, yeah. it's so much different. Different animal. Yeah,
2: that's one style I can't. Yeah. I just don't. Will, I wouldn't know what to do. Will
0: can play it pretty well, dude. I sold my. Uh, guitar I had though so I can't really play it now that guitar is not really a metal you played machine. on the Strat man no not really <laughs> Strat's <laughs> are Strat- really for Strat's are for silky it. blues man it doesn't really do it so
2: does your amp go to 11
0: I don't know it, uh, it doesn't have numbers on it it doesn't in. have numbers as, as
2: long as it goes to 11 man <laughs> <laughs> but no
1: no that's that's awesome some, some of my influences I started listening to music It like the two big ones I was just like Pink Floyd Led Zeppelin like I, I, got obsessed with David Gilmour. wasn't wasn't so much um, like I, I just liked Led Zeppelin's music as a whole, but David Gilmour just blew me away, which is the lead guitarist for Pink Floyd. But then I, uh, I got I moved out, and and so like the time that I was actually learning to play the guitar, I, I heard Will playing some John Mayer, and I had heard of John Mayer and was familiar kind of with him. He played Gravity for me.
0: I heard, I heard the the lick, the just the lead lick to to mm-hmm.
3: grab.
0: That was about all I could do. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't do the rest of the song. Just that one little part. Dude, you showed me that, and he has been a
1: huge influence. And part of the reason is because, like you said, man, he's so versatile. Right, like, he can play anything, man. And then <clears throat> Sturgill Simpson blew up. <clears throat> Excuse me. <gasps> Sturgill Simpson blew up, and as a songwriter, uh, I, I, I like songwriting. He's a great songwriter, but I went and watched him open for the Guns and Roses at War Memorial, and Stargill Simpson was by far the most talented individual there. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was. yeah, Slash, like Slash can play the heck out of a guitar. Axel used to could sing really well, really well. <laughs> he's not, he's he's getting a little old, and his voice is hurting him. But uh, Stargill Simpson was up there playing. Like just insane licks and singing with a voice of velvety gold. I mean, it was just
0: <laughs> amazing. Yeah, they didn't even take a break. They just played for like an hour straight, just back to back to back to back. Yeah, and thing it, it, it was
1: insane. He's opening for Guns and Roses, and he's mostly country, but he he's making like his songs like rock and roll. Like he just yeah. completely changed his songs. I was like, man, that is a performer right there. Right.
2: That's what so. it's
1: about. Anyways, that's that's cool that. You know, you got different influences and everything, but where do you, where do you see music taking you and where do you, or where has music already taken you?
2: Oh man, that's tough. That's a tough question. Well, I'd like to say that it, it would, you know, I could make a career out of it. I don't know if that'll ever happen, but I'm not really that worried about it. Um, because right now I'm just, I mean, I'm enjoying doing what I'm doing. It's not, you know, making me a living, but I'm getting to do it a lot. Um, I'd say it's definitely, like, as far as somewhere that it's taken me, it's gotten me way more involved in my church. Yeah. Like, I think without, if, without having that part, I don't think I'd be as involved as I am. Um, so that for sure. And then just, it's definitely brought me into some relationships with some really good friends that, I would have never had met, meet people that I would have never have met, and uh I mean, as far as my as like goals that I would like to reach like i want to, I want to play like i always i want to play one arena show <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> which that's I mean that's a huge goal. I don't know if that'll ever happen, but you never know and then i've always I want to have one song on the radio, that's pretty much my goals. So I want to play one big show, arena something, and then I want to have a song on the radio.
1: And if so. it gets to that point, I mean, you never know where it goes. Right. From there, you right. Know?
2: That's kind of like, well, if you got a song on the radio, you probably you might have played in an arena. Or if you've played in an in an arena, you probably have a song on the radio. Yeah. But I mean, I, it wouldn't have to be, you know, me playing my own songs or with with Drasco or whatever, you know, you can get hired to play with anybody, so. Yeah. You never know what could happen. So,
1: I've I've played around a little bit um around <clears throat> in Conway. I've played for people that have asked me. I've played benefits, things of that nature, nothing huge. But one of the things that I've noticed as as a musician, I man, I love playing music. I love playing uh for people. That's something that really gets me going, it's very exhilarating. But it's really hard to bring people together and maybe maybe you come together. Uh, occasionally and you you jam out and it sounds really good you like that but to actually get together and refine something is difficult it's difficult not only from a skill perspective but getting people to actually invest in in creating something and that's so kind of segue into our next thing is like the band that you're in right now like how how is that dynamic how did you how did you I know how you met those people, and you can talk a little bit about that, but how did it come together?
2: That's a a good question. I, uh, well, I was probably, it was right after I got back from school. So I was, I was probably 20. And they had a band, John and Lloyd and Patrick, who that's who I play with now, just those three. They had a different bass player, and they had a guy that sang and played keyboard. And, uh, They were in a band called Eleven Cent Ransom, and they were playing this show up around Jonesboro, and they just wanted me to run sound. They said it's kind of a weird situation; we don't know where we're going to be able to set up, kind of stuff like that. And they were like, "Just come do sound for us." I said, "Okay." So I go over there for practice because they were going to kind of show me how they run everything. And Lloyd was like, "AJ just needs to be playing." He was like, "Just bring a guitar, and he can play with us." He was like, "He can set up sound, and he can just come play." It's like, "Okay, that's fine," because at the at the time john wasn't coming it was just going to be lloyd he was the only guitar player and he was like no you need to come play with me so like, okay so the plan was i was going to come set up sound get it sounding good and then i would go up on stage and play with him well then it ends up john can go so we get sound set up john kind of did sound for a few minutes and then he came up on like the second song and we just started playing so we had three guitars bass keyboard drums and that i mean i guess they just decided they want to keep me around but some stuff happened with the guy that played the keyboard and sang. And the bass player, they kind of had some things, and then it ends up that the, the keyboard player is just not a very good person. So <laughs> yeah. some, some stuff happened there, and it just all kind of ended really abruptly. And then after a while, Lloyd is like, we need to get back together. It's like, there's still four of us. We can get down. And so I played I played bass with him a couple times before everybody just kind of broke up because the bass player just straight quit. He was like, I'm just not doing it anymore. So I started playing bass with him. And I just have been ever since. So we took probably like a year off. We didn't play, didn't do anything. And then Lloyd was like, we're ready to start doing this again. So we started playing. And, I mean, Lloyd's been writing songs since mid-'80s. I don't know. I mean, he's always written songs. He wrote songs for their band Outrider they used to have and and for the band they were in before I started. And He's just got a stockpile of songs. So we just kind of started jamming. And, like, we've gotten so much better, just the chemistry, which – I mean, John is extremely good at the guitar and just filling up holes. And Patrick is the best drummer I've ever played with, doesn't miss a beat, and doesn't do too much, grooves extremely well. So the chemistry's just there. And I just, I didn't really know how to play the bass. And the thing is, I mean, you can play the guitar and learn the guitar and be like, yeah, I'm pretty good at the guitar. But there's nothing I'm more scared of than somebody that you say, man, I need a bass player. And they're like, oh, I'll well, play the guitar. I can play the bass. You don't want that because most of the time they're going to be way too busy. They don't really understand the role of the bass. They're mm-hmm. like bass solo full time. Mm-hmm. So I really kind of had to learn what, what the bass's role is and then try to fill that. So I really started listening, paying more attention to, to the bass, like in, in songs I was listening to and watching videos and stuff. And it's just, I don't know, it's just kind of snowballed from there.
1: So you're feeling good. You're feeling good about where you're at right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're, we're pretty tight. I feel like we are. And we're, we're playing the, the, at the Cave City Watermelon Festival this Saturday. Heck yeah. And uh, I was looking at some of the other bands that are going to be there and stuff. And we got Saturday at 1.30 is our time slot. I was like, oh man, we don't get to open up because Shenandoah is going to be there. Mark Chestnut's going to be there. I was like, oh, we don't get to open up for the big ones. So I was listening to these people that get to open up for the big ones. And I was like, I mean, they're okay, but it's like, I feel like we're better than them. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, nah, dude, that's good, though, because,
0: <laughs> I mean, it only takes one show. What if you go somewhere and maybe, you know, somebody from, uh, you know, Shenandoah or Mark Chestnut's team's sitting there, and they're like, hey, these guys are pretty good. You know, you guys want right. to open, open up for us for playing, you know, somewhere else or whatever. Right. So that'd be legit. Yeah, that's what, I, that's dude, what I'm Drasko hoping Dude, Band rocks. Yeah. <laughs> people don't. <laughs> People need to realize they do.
1: Go check them out. You got to get it on digital download. Yeah, I know, though. dude. Just what, go.
2: Just go watch us on YouTube. We got videos. That's
1: true. That's true. What? Uh, I was gonna ask this kind of at the beginning
2: before you even introduced <laughs> yourself,
1: but what? What is? What is the holdup on that?
2: Well, for one thing, okay. So the Lloyd wrote the songs. So I yeah. just like I don't. I don't want to jump into anything with this. I don't want us to get robbed. You know that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. And so I just asked him, I was like, do you, do you want to do it? He's like, yeah, we're going to self-publish. I think I, I can get it all done. And he hasn't got it done. And he said, it's really confusing. And he was like, I mean, I just feel like I'm going to give away a kid or something. So <laughs> he was like, you need a lawyer to figure this stuff out. So we need you just not self-publish. Get it out there. Otherwise, it's never going to make anything. So I don't know. I just need to sit down and talk to him about it and say, look, you know, there's, there's easier ways to do it. I mean, it's not hard to get on Spotify and Apple Music and that stuff. But the whole thing is just, I don't know how it works. Tax IDs, all that kind of stuff. Make sure you get paid for your stuff. Make sure people don't take your stuff. I mean, I don't know how it works. Yeah. yeah. It take some research. I and like, do-
1: who do you talk to about that? Right, exactly. That you know and trust. Right. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> I mean,
2: <laughs> yeah, you can surf some net and pull it up. And what people did, yeah, well, I came through a back door and uh, my stuff got in there in a week. Well, that's probably not safe. <laughs> you're going to yeah. get you're, you're gonna get robbed.
0: Yeah. Like, um, I watch these guys on YouTube. They don't necessarily, aren't in a band, but they produce music, like electronic music, like make beats and stuff, or it's more hip-hop, or whatever. But every single one of them I watch on YouTube say, before you start selling, like, well, well, like, for, we'll use you guys as an example. You guys would be putting your songs on the internet for people to buy or download right. or whatever. But theirs are just like beats that they have made that people can buy and use for their songs. They're like, but they're like, even if you're, you know, first starting out, you got to have a lawyer to iron out a lawyer that you know that you trust that's reputable to iron out the details to make sure you know you don't have people, you know, cutting you off at the knees, stealing your cash. Yeah, see that's what we're afraid it, cause, of because it's so strange now. Because people don't... Like, used to, you would go on iTunes or wherever, and you'd have your album on there, and it would say eleven ninety nine for Drasko's album. And you would buy it. So that'd be $11 that would, you know, cut, cut of it would go to Apple, cut of it would go to you guys, and, you know, taxes and whatnot. But now, people have Google Play Music, Apple Music, so they pay a monthly fee, $15, to download all the music they want. So, the like, the algorithm is all different. So, say you had you know 100 downloads you wouldn't get paid necessarily for the album you know what i'm saying so like if yeah, you streams have, are weird Yeah, streams are weird yeah. so you wouldn't someone doesn't go download your album and you get 12 dollars. like you it's only a certain number that so if i'm streaming someone's music they're sh- still getting paid it's like they get paid per download not not for the album itself like it used to be yeah but like but
1: for example man i don't I don't really download much music like I stream a lot of music when
2: you stream it
1: it like does it like keep a counter of how yeah. much they're getting streamed It's like almost like these are really popular ones and they deserve more money because they're they're getting streamed like for example like Drake Drake gets streamed all the time right as opposed to maybe some. Like what's the Marcus King band? I mean, he's he's good, but he's not getting
0: Drake time. You yeah, know yeah I mean? Drake,
2: Drake's getting millions of of streams, and then he's probably getting yeah. Thousands. I saw a thing,
0: yeah. and it said yeah. uh, per stream, it was like point zero zero six five. Yes. of a cent of per a cent. stream once. Yeah. So say you, sh- but that'd be like six hundred and fifty streams for a dollar, a like dollar sixty five cents or something. It's oh, it's wow. but, it's but ridiculous. But if you think about it, Drake gets you know in a month. 30000000 streams that's gonna add up to a lot of cheese you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so it's all it's Man. weird how they do it nowadays i can see what why he's would say that yeah see i never really i'd never but like podcast. had anybody explain that to me podcasts all. are different though gary because like we can put it on there for free but it's free and you don't get paid yeah from, get, from uh, itunes it's, itself yeah you have to get sponsors and things get what, yeah, yeah, and what then,
2: host yeah. do y'all use do y'all have like a website you upload oh uh, yeah, Podbean. Podbean, okay. Podbean. There's, you, there's
0: all different kinds they have, but uh that one's pretty cheap, and you get unlimited audio upload yeah. So
1: what? Uh, because AJ also has a podcast, not so Nashville. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I was talking about that one before. But uh, what what platform do you use? To uh, put your,
2: Buzzsprout is the one I use. Buzzsprout. Yeah, I don't know if it's any better or worse than Podbean. I figured they're, they're probably, all about the same. Yeah, that's yeah. what I figured. I think I I pay like ten a month or something. Yeah. That's may not hard. even be Artists that much.
0: Eighty bucks for a year? What nigga? You're about about a hundred bucks. Yeah, I, I think remember. it is around a hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah, it was cheaper if we paid it all at once. Right. So,
1: uh, these songs on uh, on the album. Do you, Do you mind handing me that album? Yeah. Do you mind if I read a couple of the title tracks? No, go right ahead. Okay. I want, I'd love for you to. So, so we've got the the name of the the album is it It is seven two five three zero, which is the the area code um we've got in my bones i've heard that one
2: i've heard that one no, that, YouTube. I, on that YouTube. was probably the first one i heard that one's yeah. on
1: youtube go check it out early everybody. release
2: on youtube on that one we've got rosetta no, i haven't heard that one
0: shoe suede blues <laughs> I,
1: that's I a like rocking
2: tone. you'll probably like that right.
1: one. okay <laughs> yeah Petals. isn't that one also on
2: youtube i may have taken it down because it was a really bad mix
1: okay it was at one point. It but may <laughs> still be there. I don't,
2: it, it probably is. I don't think I took it down. Down at the Factory. That
1: one's on YouTube, isn't
2: it? Yeah, acoustic version. That's the, me, John, Lloyd playing it in Lloyd's, or John's house. Yeah. I might have saw that one too. That's the greatest song ever written. You, you dig that one? <laughs> yeah, I love that song. Six Blackbirds,
1: Somebody Else, Have a Heart, and White Crosses.
2: That one's also on YouTube
1: so white crosses yeah. is i think i've heard that one as well
2: patriotic so, one
1: so i mean you don't don't talk about all of them but is there is there any of these that are just special to you i mean i guess down at the factory since it's the greatest song ever written yeah
2: um <laughs> i really like in my bones um which i played a bunch of the guitar on that one so i mean if I mean, you could open it up if you want to. But uh, in there, I mean, we've got album credits for everything that we did. So, like, it, people probably wouldn't know. I mean, if they just came to watch us play, oh, AJ's the bass player. I played guitar on a lot of those tracks. Yeah. But I think that was a bad idea because I'm, I'm not going to do it the next time we record stuff. I'm not going to do it because, because it doesn't sound like us when I play the guitar. I'm like, when we play live, you know, it's Lloyd and John. When we record, me and John or just me, I'm like, I don't want you all to have to, like, learn my parts. And try to play it to make it sound right. I'm like it's not our style when I do it. Yeah. So like pedals, I played all the guitar on pedals, every bit of it. I played almost everything on somebody else. I played a bunch of it on uh, on in my bones, and I, they they're a little different vibe kind and of. Yeah. So like.
1: and so. Is the reason just like Lloyd's busy, can't get in the studio and just get it, spend the time? Because I'm, I'm sure his studio is like you are so obsessive. I mean, I know I, how I am, just about putting something on Instagram. You right. Get very. Right. Perfectionist.
2: <laughs> yeah, those. I don't. I don't know. It's it's he's always he's always there, you know. But if if me and John are there, just kind of jamming around, playing. Hey, what if we did this with it or whatever? Lloyd would be like, Hey, I like what y'all are doing. Y'all just lay it down. It's like, Lloyd, we need he's, you. He's, he's too passive. <laughs> like, he's too I already, passive. Yeah. He like, I already wrote the song. I like what y'all are doing. And he was like, some of these songs, I, did, I didn't imagine them ever coming out like they are. He said, they're completely pictured different in my mind. You always make them better, so y'all just record it. I was like, okay.
1: Yeah. And that's we'll just kind of going back to what we were saying a little bit earlier about the difference between one person playing the lick or the, or the rhythm or
2: whatever it is, and another person.
0: Huge, huge difference.
1: I can't
2: play like Lloyd. Lloyd can't play like me. It's just how it goes. Exactly.
0: I mean, what you were talking about earlier, though, the chemistry of the band sounds like you guys jive pretty good, though. You know, you guys are laying down something different. And, you know, Lloyd's the front man, you know, the guy that made the band. He's just like, hey, y'all do what y'all want.
2: You know, yeah. Yeah, I think think that's really cool. He's not a control freak or anything. Like, yeah. He lets us have the reins a lot, which I hope it's because he wants to. He acts like he wants to. He'll just sit back and kind of listen and go, oh, yeah, that's awesome. What y'all did is awesome. You're gonna okay,
1: to have to tell Lloyd to listen to this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, I always, I always tell him. I, I'll have him listen to it. He's like, oh yeah, it's awesome. Like, what would you change? So no nothing i can think of like <laughs>
0: lloyd that. tell us to change something <laughs> just this is just just your song we want your knowledge yeah
1: <laughs> just a just a random shout out hey lloyd it's been a long time since i've seen yeah. you if you listening to this shout out lloyd spanks yeah lloyd spanks heck of lloyd. a guitar player
2: yeah he's on instagram guitar monkey underscore five i think i follow him yeah. Yeah. i'm gonna have to give him a follow you, you gain one follower
0: lloyd he'll probably oh, never man. he'll yeah. never post anything
2: He'll never <laughs> post. no
1: man uh the, yeah, still continuing with the shout-out, Lloyd, you may not know it, but you influenced me quite a bit just sitting there watching you in church. I, I
2: loved it when he'd, he'd bring out the slide.
1: He'd play slide oh, guitar yeah. in church, no, and he, the, it was so
2: beautiful. So beautiful. That's something that sets Lloyd apart, is like, there's not a lot of guitar players you find that are really good at slide. When I see that, like, somebody playing slide, it may not be very good or whatever, I'm like, eh, you know, I'm not good at slide, but Lloyd... Like, me and John need a one play slide, but Lloyd will pull it out. It just makes songs change. Like, it changes the atmosphere. When no you play doubt. Slide. I love those.
0: I love slide guitar. I love too. steel guitar. Yes. I wish I could play steel guitar so bad.
1: Dude, steel. Talk about, we are talking about the accordion earlier. The steel guitar. That's a. Oh, that's yeah. an odd instrument. That's a
2: full-body workout, I think.
1: Oh, we, <laughs> we went to a Pentecostal church in uh,
3: Whitehall,
2: Arkansas. Oh, my Arkansas. gosh. Were you there for
3: that? I was there for that.
1: That was a will
0: that was I a bad experience. It. Was, it was that man. uh uh Mesopotamia no not Mesopotamia. <laughs> what? Uh, what was that church you were talking about? Uh I, and I don't you, know and you said, dude you have to go to this because they were
1: No, no, that, that was that He was probably wouldn't one. have told you to that, go no, here. No, that was a different one. No, a The people one? were That's a great.
2: Love the people. I mean, yeah, was, oh, that, they were awesome. Nice.
1: But we're we're sitting there in in pews and we're like, All right, you know, when's this shindig gonna start? And like a couple people walk up and they're playing the guitar and they're Dude playing the bass and then like a couple more people walk up and start playing the guitar. And then a couple more people I like no no lie, there's probably like nine people playing (laughs) rhythm guitar. Yeah, that was just and a bass player and then and then but the guy that there was a steel guitar there and the guy that played steel guitar he knew how to play. Was it. pretty solid.
3: Yeah,
2: and and he wasn't just me, banging on it.
1: Me and AJ both we walked over there and we just started kind of talking to him. I'd never seen a steel guitar before no, then.
2: Never been around one.
1: And just watching him and, and explaining it, it was just like a foreign instrument, man. I, I don't. I wonder, because I mean, you you see a lot of guitar players or people that claim that they can play the guitar. I've never ran across a person that's like, Yeah man, I play the steel guitar. <laughs> I'm like, you know what I mean? I, I
2: met one when I was when I was down intern at the studio. He came in to play on a bunch of tracks and I recorded it and I mean it was I think he's dead now, actually. His name was Rudy something, R. I. P. Rudy, whatever. Rest in peace. Yeah. Rest in peace. But no, he was super solid. I mean, he just sat down there, he'd listen to the song, he'd mess around with it. He's like, Okay, let me let me do a pass on it. We'd hit record and he'd I mean it was it was incredible. He's like a Nashville guy. So he was really good, but he sat right there in the in the like the monitoring room with us. He didn't go back in the live room or anything. He was just right there and he just played around and he whipped out five or six songs like it was nothing. That was that. That's the only steel guitar player I've known except for that guy at that church. Yeah. yeah the only one.
1: Wow. I'm I'm glad we experienced that. That yeah, was that a was unique hilarious. experience. It for, for sure was.
2: <laughs> that that church was about to fall apart, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you took it and put a trailer up on blocks and then took a bunch of the blocks out, that's what it was like. The floor was just all... Like all the walls <laughs> kind of like fall to the side <laughs> yeah. and it just collapses. It's kind of like itself. being in a fun house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow.
1: It was
3: fun,
2: though.
1: No. The... Uh... I guess we'll, we'll kind
2: of segue. I really kind of forgot what we were talking about. Well, we were about. talking about the, the tracks on, on the oh, CD. Oh, yeah, the so tracks. No, I was going to ask,
0: yeah. uh, what, like what's the process when you guys record? a song that's that's great question i want to talk about that not necessarily just a song but just different instruments because i've always wondered that
1: that's kind of what i was fixing to go into more of the audio side we've talked a lot about the music and and influence and creation inspiration but like what is the more get in the studio audio technophile type stuff yeah Yeah. because
0: because normal people like like me you just see you know you hear these awesome instrument sounds and then the song and you're like man i wonder but nobody ever thinks about how they got to that point you know what i mean right like everybody thinks oh well, they just recorded this song but you had to mix like adjust all the stuff on it you know it's a very yeah, so, intricate process so
2: yeah so the, usually the process starts okay we will record what a, like a, a scratch track Do Y'all, are y'all familiar with that okay well for nope. the listeners for the listeners a scratch track be like it's normally to a metronome or a fake drum track or something and it'll just be a person playing the arrangement that you've decided on play acoustic guitar and, and sing the vocal and you pretty much just use that as like a placeholder so when you go to record everything else you record over the top of the scratch track it's just so you hear the vocals you know where you're at you hear the chord progression so you can follow along and so we'll do that John or Lloyd will sing play acoustic on it and we'll get a little scratch track laid down then we'll usually it depended sometimes we do drums first but the last couple songs we or no we do guitars first Then the last couple songs we recorded we did drums first And everybody's like oh man you can just groove to it so much better when you're playing guitar parts so the first several songs we recorded for this album we do guitars and then come back with drums but i mean just the whole process of recording guitars which this was all recording it in john's kitchen basically so i'd set the amp up in like the living room Couple different mics on it, so I'd usually put one, like center of the cone of the speaker on the front. Sometimes I'd mic the back of the amp, and I'd usually mic the room, just distance miking, and record some passes. Go back, twist it up, change stuff, whatever you want to do. Get a really good take. That's the that's the biggest part is get a sound that's good from the start. Don't go, oh, I'll I'll EQ it later. I'll do this with it later. No, make it sound really good, just dry, straight in, and then go back and figure out how you want to tweak parts, make it work together, and then get a really good take, one good take of it, or two or three good takes is best. Yeah. Because you can always go back with computers now. You look in your little, on your screen, whatever, whatever software you're using, And you can have the three tracks lined up or whatever, and you can go back and you can cut and move and use whatever piece you like. So if Lloyd plays a solo three times, three different ways, I can pick different parts from each one of those solos Mm -hmm. and make one super good solo. So that's, that's what's great about computers now.
1: Yeah, no doubt. But makes st- makes me feel bad for the for the guys that are just really freaking great back in the day. <laughs> They're just like, oh man, we got to bust this out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for real.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you get to take liberties, and especially especially with vocals, it's really good on vocals because people talk about pitch correction stuff now, auto tune, all that stuff. You can use it, but if you don't have a good vocal take, it's it doesn't help that much. It makes it sound really screwy. So if you if you take, I'll take a vocal. I'll do like three. And then I'll go, okay, so now you know how you want to sing it. Then your voice is warmed up. Okay, do about three more. So we'll do four, five, six vocal takes. And then I'll use all of them. I'll listen to each just line by line. Which one did they sing it the best? Which one did they phrase it the best? And then glue them together. Man. That's how it works.
1: (laughs) And see that... Me, me, looking from afar. Like I've spent a lot of the time developing my musical side, and like the the big idea for me, because I I love writing songs. I've probably written four forty ish songs that I would be comfortable playing. Maybe not finished, but like the idea that I see down the road, I'm like, man, I want to be able to get in the studio and actually do this stuff myself because I want it to sound exactly how. I wanted to sound right. like I have a message, I have an idea that I want to portray to people. So I went and took a, what you were talking about how you were micing. You were like, Yeah, sometimes I'll mic the back of the amp, sometimes I'll put it in the front of the cone of the speaker. And I went to this uh, audio beginner class, like down uh on Oak Street in Conway, where Jack's music used to be. I don't know if you've ever went to, I don't,
2: I don't think I've ever been there, but I, I it's a it's uh, called Preston, Palmer. Preston Palmer, baby. Yes, Sorry, I, so I took my piano day. lessons
0: at.
1: It's called Palmer's Music now. Really, okay. they've they've done a lot. Like they've renovated the whole place. It looks really nice in there. They do music lessons. They have a lot of good gear. But he was talking. And he's like, man, like these these producers. They have their ways. They 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 get so creative with the ways. They'll mic stuff and like just all these innovative techniques that they use. And I'm like, dude, that just that that gets me going. There's <laughs> something there's some I've never done. Like I've never tried to produce music. But like something about that just ooh, it kind of pulls me towards it. So like you sitting here listening to somebody who's actually went through the process, has developed an album that I'm sitting here holding in my hands. Like that is so cool to me. So that's that's awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Process is pretty cool. And I mean, another thing, disclaimer to everybody listening, like I don't know anything. It's just I mean, I'm still if you don't learn something every time you go to record something, then you're not doing it right because you got to be open to okay it doesn't sound good what's the problem or i know it sounded good last time what do we need to change stuff like that you're learning something every time you go whether it's where to put a mic or something to adjust on your on your mixer or in your computer or whatever like there's always something to learn yeah. so i don't want people to think like oh this is the guy like he knows no i've been at it a few years like i put out this album and it's not as good as i'd want it to be i yeah. know people would probably never know like oh yeah it's pretty good but i hear stuff definitely so i mean it'll it'll be better the next time you should always be getting better it's it's i'm definitely not like as good as it's gonna be so
1: that's that's what you said it's like not necessarily that it doesn't sound good but to have that just that inner vision of sound which is weird it's like the inner sound of just being like okay yeah that sounds good but if i never like try and test the waters of of sound, it's like I'm going to sound the same every album that I put out. Right. And so, yeah, you have to create and and push those boundaries to where you get to a point, it's like when you do put out multiple albums, you can hear a song or somebody can hear a song and they're like, oh yeah, that, that's from this album because it sounds more like this. This right. is the idea you're trying to get
0: across. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Right.
0: I feel that just with us recording this. You know what I mean? Oh, and definitely. It, and... Cause we didn't know anything about recording audio at all, and we had these cheap mics, and we're like, dude, it sounds pretty good when we first did, it, you know? We're like, dude, this sounds awesome, and then we would listen to other people's podcasts, and we're like, dude, our sounds not as good. We're like, okay, so what we got to do? So we're like, we got to get better mics. So We're like, okay, we went got better mics. Like, okay, it sounds. we were like, yeah, it sounds good now. And then we'd listen to something else and, you know, we'd be like. Right.
1: I mean, it could be better.
2: It's, you
0: know it's almost
1: I mean? like training your ear. Like, yeah. you, you're training right. your ear to pick up on these different frequencies or whatever. And it's like, uh, there's there's something there
0: that, that could be a little better. Right. I do that every time. But then I just came. And it's crazy to me how some of it is about not just the equipment, but where you record it at. Like, mm-hmm. this room we're in, I mean, we got some foam on the wall, but. I mean, I wish the whole, every square inch of it was covered in foam, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So we not have any echoes or anything, but no. Got, that, got a fan going. <laughs> yeah, like that, we I can not think about that. <laughs> yeah, it should be all right. Yeah. No, uh, that's the
2: thing. Sometimes you got to overcome. Like, if you don't have a good space to do it, I mean, we did this in a kitchen. So it's, it's reflective space. A lot of times that wasn't good. So, uh, some of the last couple songs we recorded, we did White Crosses late. We did Shoe Suede Blues pretty late. I think down at the factory. So we recorded those in a basement at John's mom's house, which he lives right next door. So we went down there, and there's, there's carpet on the floor, but, it, I mean, it's a basement. It's like low-ceiling concrete. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't, but we really liked the drum sound we got in there, and it was cool, like, in the room different, figuring out different ways you could get some, some good reflections. Because sometimes reflections aren't bad things. Like, in here, this small little room with sheetrock, yeah, it's probably more harm than good but sometimes you can get good reflections you just yeah. got to utilize what you got if you don't have a good space make it work work with what you got yeah we say that, Gary says it all the time yeah it's like if,
1: if- we can relate this to going and, and working out, and like physical fitness. It's like you don't have to have the new apparel and the big fancy gym. As right. long as you got a barbell and a bench in the garage, man, make it work, you know?
2: Yeah, or just your, your body and a floor. Yeah, yeah, do
1: some bodyweight <laughs> exercise. <laughs> do go some <laughs> Get some
0: cardio. Go run. Exactly. exactly. Is there earth? Yeah, there's earth. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <So> <laughs> you got gravity
1: pulling you down to it? <laughs> Get going. <laughs> No man, that's that's really cool. That's that's unique though. It's like you hear especially you, and the reason I say that, and you talk about this on your podcast, not so Nashville, go check it out. But <laughs> most people that you hear that are really into producing music don't come from a small town like Drasco. Right. right? And so that that's really unique that you're just out in the middle of nowhere. And yeah, yeah, man, I I produce music. I come out with albums. It's not like, it's like you, you know it in depth. I know you say you don't know anything and that you're learning, but you, you went to, to an intern. You've got a degree in what audio Audio engineering. engineering. Yeah. Like you, you know, a lot more. A lot more than than the common person. Exactly. Exactly. So that's just, that's interesting, man. But no, the, uh, The thing that um, you said kind of towards the beginning of the podcast about you making uh, like a video for your church and things, it's like you're not only into just audio, but I know back when I was around Drasco more often, like you're into media. Right. Like with an emphasis in audio. You should have got a degree in media with an emphasis in audio. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So talk a little bit about just. Just like creating media, creative
2: media, because I'm I'm into that as well. Yeah, so it's I mean, a lot of times it's just like, hey, we should make a video for this. So that's I'm sure that's how it started. It's like oh, I'd like to make a video, you just got to act like you've been there, okay? Well, let's make a video. So I can't remember like the first first time I ever tried doing that, but just using like Movie Maker on a computer. I remember me and my friend Malachi, we, I mean, we used to play Call of Duty, and he was super good. Did you ever play with Malachi? No, I never played with him, but I heard him talk a lot about it. Okay, well, Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3, that was his jam, man. And he was, we have slow connection in Drasco and he was up there. Like, he knew some of the, <laughs> some of the top dogs. I mean, he knew some guys. <laughs> and he, at one Christmas, he was like, I want, I want all this stuff. I'm going to re- start recording this, and we're going to start putting out some, like, montages on YouTube. It's like, all right and he he got this hd pvr thing started recording into his computer and he was like you'll probably show me how to edit because i don't really know how to do this stuff so i started getting some clips from him splice them together that was probably the first some of the first video i ever did was that's cool dude that's cool we we never put out a big montage i still got a lot of his clips we go back and watch them and (laughs)
3: laugh
2: you're like yeah that was actually pretty good you could have been something (laughs) but then i mean we, we've we made video. I've made several promo videos for church stuff. Um, I've made some like fishing jams, like me go out, fish, and I'll just put music to it and film with my GoPro and just film a couple fish catches, stuff like that, just kind of learning as I go. And I mean, it's gotten steadily better. And now I've got uh, a couple that just got married that I know they're wanting me to do like a video of, they've got some wedding footage that I helped film, and I'm going to have to figure that out how to put that together. So. You just kind of got to do it. It's not about knowing what you're doing. It's just about trying to make it as best you can. Yeah. <clears throat> so,
1: what what really interests me about that is like I I really like the audio. Like I like audio, but when you bring that together with a visual, it's like there there's a story there with audio and there's a story there with videos, both being separate, but when you bring those things together,
2: Multisensory—it's
1: a beautiful thing. It really is. It's a beautiful thing, and there's so there's like we were talking about all the different techniques with audio. Man, there's so many different techniques with with videoing. So it's like it just—it's just another level of complexity. Right. And if you get good at it, you can really move some people. Yeah. I've been
0: telling Gary for a long time he needs to start start a YouTube channel. I've been telling that for years, years. I say. He said, dude, it's just not my time yet. Well,
2: well, when is I'm your honing, time?
1: I'm, I'm honing my skills, man. Did you not hear what he said? You just got to do it. You just got to do
2: it, man. You'll get better right. as you go, and it, it'll probably not be any good when you put it out. And t- two years down the road, we go, man, that was not very good. But look where you are now. That's true.
1: And oh, and you, you, and you say it. and you, just
2: you just say and you say that I haven't been doing anything. I mean, I've I've put stuff out on Instagram. I've slowed
1: well, down. When's the last Instagram video you put out? Of, you playing music, working, man. Merle Haggard, about two what? months ago.
0: <laughs> dude, just do like. Uh, You ain't got to do that much. It's like, you could spend all week doing one video and just do a video a week. Yeah. He's and like, then, he's, he's like that'll take time. You. It's time no, consuming. And then, after that, you can take snippets from your YouTube video and put on Instagram. So, you get Instagram and YouTube. See, this is my thing, though. This Here, is- just let me be your manager. Sure. Yep. You can be my manager. You can
1: be my bass player, too. <laughs> no, I'm not the bass
0: player. I'll be the manager. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, um... We we jam, there's this percussionist that, that I play with. His name's Grant. I don't know if you've seen him on my Instagram. I've seen Instagram. him on your videos, yeah. He, he was, he, he grew up playing a drum set in church. That's where he, he got, his mom played the drums. Mom taught him how to play the drums. And so he, he got on a drum set and learned, he got into band and got technically trained and went and competed like jazz drumming. And so he did that and kind of got, he talks about it. We had him on the podcast and he talks about how he kind of got out of his comfort zone there but learned a lot. And then he brought all that back with him, all that technical stuff. Uh, and and man, he's, Will can attest, he's a pretty solid, solid drum player, which I guess you've just heard him play the cajon. I've never actually heard him play uh, the. He gets like, on a like set. A drum man. set before. He can go, man. <laughs> he can go. He's like, yeah, I'm way more comfortable if I just get on a drum set. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, the what I have in my mind though, is like i want to I want to go all into it when I do, and like i like I mean i'm I'm sitting back honing my skills, I'll make videos here and there, but like my my main mission right now isn't complete as far as like my schooling, like I'm fixing to go and do a master's program and an internship at the same time. And, like, I'm still going to be playing the guitar in my downtime. I'm still going to be honing my skills. I'm still going to be writing music. I'm still going to be looking for inspiration to do those things. But when I when I gain the time after I'm done with all of this busy, college, stressful stuff, like, I'll not only have the skills that have been honed up to that point, more equipment by that point, but the time to actually go and and really put it in like put in the time i
2: guess
0: so i kind of i i get i get what you're saying i'm picking up what you're laying down (laughs) but if you say you you can make time for what you want to make time for and i understand you're busy and i understand that you're gonna be doing an internship all this stuff but dude you're good right now you're you're Mm -hmm. you're cutting yourself short that's what like you know what i mean you can't you can't say i'm gonna wait until i get Better equipment, or I'm gonna wait until I. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you can't wait until you get it perfect. Well, to to tomorrow, will be the
1: actual because I'm I'm buying a laptop tomorrow. I'm buying a MacBook Air. I've never had a laptop like I've had a desktop, and it's very very bare minimum desktop got yeah. me through college. <laughs> um, but but I have a mic. I have my audio interface that it's um, over there. Yeah, it's over there somewhere. Um, and I'm gonna have a laptop. And my instruments tomorrow like my plan when I go up to Springfield is to lay down I guess what you'd call scratch tracks very very um, raw very raw tracks to where I can I can you know put them on my computer organize them because like I've got scrap pieces of paper and notes on my phone right now like I need to bring some organization to to the creation but get to where I can record, like get it raw recorded and listen to it over and over consistently to where I know. Cause I don't, man, I've got the words. I've got the, I've got the rhythm. I don't have any guitar parts to, to any of my songs. Like I don't have, I don't have anything like that. And to be honest with you, dude, you I don't want to be a cover junkie on YouTube. Right. I, I really you. don't. No, I'm, I'm all for <laughs> Bro, that.
0: You're not like, you don't have to be a cover junkie. You have songs and you can lay down the rhythm to the song. You're, a, it's like you're the only guy. You're a solo act. You don't have to have <laughs> intricate guitar. You're like, you know what I'm saying, AJ? You're yeah, not a band. You. you don't have to have. Okay, well, let me lay down a nice rhythm, and then let me play a little lead on it, and then let me do this and that and this and that. Dude, you're you're a one man band, baby. Just get in there and play what you know and sing your heart out, and people will like it. I actually, I know a lot of people that have told you that that you need to start. You know, you're you're cutting yourself short. You,
2: you, see, yeah, just do your little do your little acoustic versions first. Do
0: acoustic versions. It's not a full mastered track,
1: like yeah, because I because I do have these these grand visions of what yeah. these songs can be when I get in the studio with them. Yeah, yeah you do. Good, you though. just that's say, you hey, that. this
2: one's gonna be on the next album, and then you play it acoustically.
0: Yeah, <laughs> okay.
1: Or, or I can start my career out as like a folk singer. Just, just, <laughs> I'm just do, like yeah. ding, ding,
0: ding, ding. Just do like a an acoustic EP. It's like the acoustic sessions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dude, you just, just got to do it, man. You do it. You I, do I it. hear, I hear I'm what gonna, you're saying. I'm, gonna I'm making moves. About it too. You
1: can't, you can't deny though that I'm making moves. man. Okay, yeah, you're making moves. You're I'm making, making moves. moves. Like it's not like I'm, it's not like I'm sitting here saying I'm doing all these things and I'm not doing anything. You're I'm making moves. I'm focusing on certain aspects and I'm kind of neglecting others. You're <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm making moves in certain directions. I'm not digressing. I'll okay. we'll put it that way. I'm not standing still just talking, not blowing smoke. I know.
0: I I got you. I'm
1: just going to
2: keep hammering you about it, though. Let me tell you what I used to do. So I I I was probably 15. I didn't have recording software or nothing. I had this Yamaha keyboard that my grandpa gave me when he got a new one. Okay, so this thing's probably from like the 80s, 90s. I don't know. But this guitar that I got came with this thing called a Light Snake. So just, it's got a USB plug on one end. It's got like a quarter inch that you plug into your guitar on the other end. And I would run that to my computer, pull up sound recorder in my computer. And I'd record like, I'd make a little drum track on the keyboard and I'd send it through there and record it into the, into sound recorder. Then I'd ump- open up a new file on sound recorder. I'd go back and I'd play a little ditty on something, some kind of, you know, synthesizer sound. And I'd record that. I'd start a new file. And I'd go back and I'd play another one. Now I'd start a new file. I'd go back and play another one. Then you'd have to go and you'd have to open up your original drum track file and you'd have to merge it with the other file and you had to get the timing right. So you had to put it in there at like the exact 10th of a second or it would be, it would get off and you had to delete it and start over. It'll start over. You'd have to merge the files again. Yeah. So I don't know how I ever figured out how to do that or why or anything, <laughs> but that was tough, man. <laughs> and that was what I started out doing. So
1: from the get humble man. beginnings. Yeah, makes you <laughs> appreciate what you got now. With What do you use, FL Studio?
2: I used that for a while. That was the first software I got. And then uh, probably two years ago, I was like, I'm doing something different. Because now at the studio, we used uh, Sonar. And I had Pro Tools. I got a copy of Pro Tools for, for school. It came with my tuition. And I didn't really like it that much. So I went with uh, Presonus Studio One. Heard of that's, that's what I've been using. I got a new computer. Got that software. Went all out. Got myself a good setup. So I still use FL Studio. The cool thing about it is you can use them together. So I can go in FL Studio, make a beat really quick. Because that's what's great about FL Studio. That like the step sequencers and stuff in it are really easy to just make a drum track, and then you can just pipe it over to Studio One, and you can record your guitar into Studio One playing with FL Studio drum tracks. So it's that's pretty neat.
1: Yeah, that is cool. <laughs> I remember. I remember. Because I, I mean, I was a lot younger in my guitar playing um, hobby, but um, I, I knew that I wanted to do this. I had the vision um, and I, did, I didn't have the songs at that point just to prove that I'm not standing still. I've written <laughs> a lot of songs, but I knew that that was something I wanted to do. Like I got, I was getting tired of just learning other people's music. There's yeah. value there. I still learn songs that I'm like, oh, I really like that. I need to know what he's doing there. But I wanted to create my own, and so I sought you out. I don't know if you remember that, but I, I came over to your house. Or Kay, Kaylee was over there, probably with me. I was like, "Man, you got to show me some stuff." Oh yeah, like, I remember on uh, on FL Studio because you were using FL Studio yeah, at the at time. Yeah, at the time I was. I think honestly, I think we went over and you were trying to get some vocals from Kaylee because Kaylee beautiful beautiful voice. Yeah, great singer. Um, and she was she was gonna go and do some vocal takes, and I was I was over there to watch you and like. Yeah, show me some of this stuff. And he starts explaining, and it just went whoop way <laughs> over my head. Dude, audio is...
2: Audio gets pretty freaking technical, man. Well, FL Studio also, it's not... It's great for making beats and stuff like that, but you start recording into it, it's got a really strange roundabout way of recording stuff. I don't really... That's why I quit using it. It's just not efficient. Studio One, plug the tracks in, pull up your interface, program everything, record it. It's good to go. with. With FL Studio, it's just not the same. Yeah. It's kind of strange.
1: Well, anyways, that's 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 the audio side. We've, we talked about the music side. We talked about the audio side. I digress. Let's talk about fishing because AJ is oh, also dude. a fisherman. So Are, are um, you getting
2: into fishing now or something? Are you
1: been into I've, fishing? No, I'm a very casual fisherman. I wrote okay. a song, actually, about... Me being a very casual fisherman around a bunch of non-casual fishermen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'm I'm not uh, I'm not super into it. I like to go out and cast cast if something bites. I'm I'm cool if something bites. If something doesn't, right? You know, I'm, I'm out there to have a good time and visit with the people and you know. Yeah. But I know that you're you're a little more into fishing.
2: I, than I that. definitely <laughs> I definitely have been uh, lately not as much, but still fishing when I can. Yeah. But at one time I was pretty pretty deep in yeah, it.
1: Yeah. So um uh, my uh my ex girlfriend's brother Hans, real good friend of yours, uh, he was also really into fishing. I yep. got to hear about fishing all the time. Yeah. Uh he'd be up late at night before a fishing trip sorting and organizing his bait and tackle and Yeah,
2: he's a little bit a little bit over the top <laughs> with his <OCD>. tackle. <laughs> <laughs> but uh just talk about what you got what got you into that. I mean Well I uh I'd, I'd never really i didn't like fishing that much i liked fast action fishing like me and my dad go out to the pond or something and throw a worm out there and just catch a brim just little sunfish and stuff and I mean, I want to catch something every cast. That was my idea. So yeah. like me and my dad, most experiences I had, we'd just go back to the pond and we'd see how many we could catch. And you know, it was about every cast we'd catch like 120 in an afternoon. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we had some pretty high record numbers on that. So anytime anybody talked about fishing, I was like, ah, oh, no, I don't, I don't want to go to the lake and fish. It's not as fast paced. And a couple of my friends were were going night fishing a lot. And they were like, dude, you need to come with us. You need to, it's really fun. Just hang out. It's like, well, I don't want to fish. I don't, I'm not, I don't enjoy that. And it's also dark. I don't even know what I'm doing. They're like, just come with us one time. So I went and I just took some little crappy rod and reel I had. And I can't remember if it screwed up or I broke it or something. I don't know. It was just, a, it was a big hassle. And they said, if you want to do this, you just need to get a good rod and reel. So the next time I went with them, we went to the, to Walmart. And I got a decent little combo rod and reel. It went out there, and that, that first night, we were at it at Cherokee on Groose Ferry, which it's an old, you can't camp there anymore, you used to be able to. but There's a big boat ramp parking lot there. And we would uh, walk down to this kind of this little beach area. It was rocky. And I had casted, but it was dark. Couldn't really tell where I would casted. I was like, I'm over, I'm over to the right. And my friend Malachi was standing next to me, and I thought I felt something, but it didn't really feel like a fish. I was like, where are you at? I thought I'd cast over him. And he said, right here. And he was holding his bait in his hand, messing with it. And I was like, oh. And I pulled on it. And I was like, oh, there's a fish on there. He was like, here, reel it in, reel it in. And I started reeling it in. I was like, I can't, can't reel it. I was like, what's going on? He's trying to get a light going where we can see what's going on. And I was like, I just can't reel it. And I I kept cranking it. Finally got it up there. Well, that thing came out of the water. And it was a buffalo, like a carp, buffalo carp splashing around out there. He was like, what have you got? And I just started backing up the bank. I had a really heavy test line. I just backed up the bank with it. It drug it up there and we started diving on it trying to hold it down it was like 25, <laughs> no 25 pounds, pounds. <laughs> so like the first real experience i had going night fishing i caught this 25 pound buffalo and there's a picture of me holding it up i'm soaking wet <laughs> nasty slimy it's a disgusting fish but it was huge so after that i was like yeah it's fun and i caught a couple more that night we were bass fishing is what we were doing and i caught a couple bass and i was just like it's pretty fun I, ever since then i just kind of got into it
1: yeah that I just I knew, man. There were there were a few trips we went on, like we went on the mission trip. Went, and yeah. Y'all fished on the you. I just remember y'all being so into y'all. Oh, like, we yeah, were hyped. Man. We were we, we fig- like y'all y'all all had y'all tackle out. Y'all we like, did. you were like comparing tackle. You're like, <laughs> man, I got I got some of these. You got some of these. Like yeah. I was like, all go fish that guys- little pond down there at the <laughs> yeah. bottom of the hill.
2: No, <laughs> that was that's that was fun. No,
1: um, I'm sure. Are you familiar with Larry Nixon? Yeah. He's, he lives out there, or yeah, lived. Did he
2: move now? We're, well, we're both related to him. Are you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, how? I, I really don't know oh, how, how either. How? It's through. I think you're actually related to him. I'm related through marriage, but we swam in his pool a bunch as kids, and he <laughs> yeah, gave he gave me a uh, an Abu Garcia reel, one of his tournament rod and reels. Oh yeah, that's
2: the way to go. I, that's uh, most of my stuff, Abu Garcia.
1: Yeah. Like I said, I'm I'm not. I'm a very casual fisherman. I love to go out. I know how to. You know, I know how to throw a freaking lefty reel, baitcaster, yeah. Zebco, baby. <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm not, if I don't catch anything, it doesn't bum me out, as long as I got good company.
2: Right. All right. Just got fun fishing fun fishing.
0: fishing.
1: Hey, wow. It was, a, was the last wild. time you went fishing?
0: Uh, Well, honestly, it was probably a couple months ago. But before that, probably a year. Yeah, man, I went down. I love fishing, though. I just never go. I, I don't even have a rod and reel anymore.
1: On the Archie, which is like kind of the, the little... Uh, River, I think it's a creek. It's honestly a creek up in uh Clinton. It's got it's got a lot of stuff. I was floating. We, uh it's a good floating creek, honestly. And we, we were floating it one time, and I I was just kind of floating. I didn't even have a rod and reel or anything. I had this other guy with me, and I I look over beside me. It's real calm spot. I see this gar, the length of just the, like the length of my leg, like sitting by my leg, like just right there. I was like, what? Whoa. Like, whoa. It kind of freaked me out. It was yeah, like in a scary. Deep spot. Yeah. And then, like, it just takes off.
0: And I was like, whoa.
2: And I was like,
1: imagine if you caught something like that. So I've
2: never like, caught a big fish like that. Gar are tough to catch because their mouths are, like, made of wood. <laughs> yeah. Snap <laughs> the line. But anyways.
1: No. Uh, I, guess, I guess now I kind of want to ask you, um, which I, I asked you you know where do you think music is going to take you but just an overall perspective of life like what are some of your goals man um let me reword that yeah what what <laughs> what are your goals as far as like your career goals uh personal goals and like what what legacy do you want to leave as far as like when you're older like who do you see yourself being
2: okay yeah that's good um Okay, so, I mean, career-wise, I mean, at some point, I would love to make a a living making music, producing music, playing, whatever. The odds are slim, but, I mean, it could happen. Stuff happens. So, I mean, I'm not ruling that out, but there's been other things I realized. You know, there's stuff that's really important in the world other than just playing music, and, you know, I can... I've had a lot of different jobs, had a lot of different experiences and I know I can do about anything. It's just finding something that I would like to do because playing music like I do right now, if I could get a job that that made good money, that I could still do what I'm doing right now, like that would be awesome. I haven't found that yet, just delivering bread still, but um, that that gives me a lot of free time where I can play music, I can be involved with church, stuff like that. But um, as far as... I mean, so as far as career goals, like if I could have a if I could have a job that I didn't hate and I could still get to play music quite a bit, like I'd be I'd be happy with that. But I'd I'd love to make a, a living, have a career playing music, making music in some way. As far as a legacy, I thought about this a little bit because you always ask this question. <laughs> yeah, I so, do. <laughs> it kind of starts with a story. I was thinking about it today, and uh, it goes all the way back to like a mission trip when I was I was probably fifteen or sixteen. We went to Jacksonville, Florida and you talk about a pretty rough place. I didn't really know. I mean Jacksonville, Florida, you think about the beach, think about all this nice stuff. Well, with this church we were staying at was in this it wasn't really in a rough neighborhood. It's probably low middle class back around it and we were kinda on the main road, but we would the first time we went, we went to this park every day and did like day camps for the kids around. And a bunch of kids would just show up at the park and we'd play games with them, sing songs, do, you know, Bible school like stuff and uh we went to this one place at at night sometimes we do block parties so we'd go take big inflatables we'd take snow cone machines stuff like that and we would go to these low income housing stuff like that and just set up like out in their square out in the middle and kids would show up parents would show up whatever they'd come have a good time and play and stuff and there's this one place we went it was called washington heights and uh before we went, the people that were running, like, the mission organization, they were like, okay, when we say it's time to go, we got to pack up and leave. We said, okay. They said, it's th- this place we found out later, like, record amount in Florida or in, the, in Jacksonville as far as 911 calls in, like, a month or year. It was ridiculous. Astronomical numbers on 911 on calls. When we were out there, like, we found shell casings. Um, it was rough. And so we get there, I don't know, it was that late afternoon. Kids are playing and stuff. All of a sudden, you start noticing people. They're coming out of their houses. There's people kind of hanging around. And the lady came around. She was like, all right, it's time to go. And we were out of there so fast. <laughs> Rolled up all the inflatables. I mean, you've seen those things go down. You, know, mm-hmm. the fan, you stop blowing the fans, they go down pretty quick. But we were climbing all over them, smashing the air out, <laughs> rolling those things up, <laughs> all drenched in sweat, and we took off out of there. Well, the next year when we went back, so we, we went to Jacksonville twice. I can't remember what year it was. It's probably 2009 or 10. And we went back the next year. Well, the first year we were doing day camps at that one park. The next year, we, did, we went to Washington Heights, this bad place, every day for, for day camps. And these kids, like... I mean, we always say, you know, like, kids say the darndest things and stuff like that. And it's because they hear their parents say something, and then they'll use it out of context or just stuff yeah. like that. Well, these kids... They're cut from a little different cloth. So the the darndest things they say are way different. And, I mean, we had kids cussing at us, fighting. And I remember this one day. This, like, changed my life forever. And there was these two kids, and they were just into it for some reason. I don't know why. One of them got at the other one. The other one got at him. They are like, 10, 11 years old at the most. And they're back and forth all day. We keep having to kind of pull them apart because they're about to fight. And we. Managed to get through the day. We we sent one of them home because he just kept coming back over there and stirring stuff up. we're like, dude, if you're not gonna you know chill out, you gotta leave. So him and one of his friends walked off. Well, we loaded the van up, leaving at about lunchtime or a little after, and we went around. There was the road kind of went to the right and around this building, and they were out of sight. Well, when we came back in sight, they're out there fighting. I mean, it was just immediately as soon as we left, and. We Van came to a stop, and I just dove out of the van. And I ran back over there, and I just yanked them apart. And I was like, what the heck's going on? And all these parents, this is the part, oh, my gosh. It just ticks me off. There's parents, people that probably don't have jobs, standing on their porches watching all this happen like it's not a big deal. And you can't blame the kids. Like, this is all they see. They see, you know, their brothers and their uncles fighting, gang activity, all this stupid stuff. And nobody takes responsibility for their kids I mean, there was so many horror stories that, like, the mission people would tell us about stuff that went on out there, and just kids, like, girls, 12, 13, like, their parents encouraging them to get pregnant so they could get another check, just stuff like that, and, I mean, it was was crazy, completely different world, and I just remember, I mean, I broke up the fight, left, and, I mean, just no responsibility, none of the parents are backing me up out there, yeah, y'all need to break it up, go home, whatever, no, they're just acting like, oh, it's no big deal that they're out here, I mean... They could kill each other. (laughs) You don't know. Like, I remember one kid found a piece of broken glass and went at one of the other kids with it one day. I mean, he he probably wouldn't have done anything. But, I mean, they've got, they've seen stuff. They've seen stuff that I've never seen. And I just remember going back to the van. I was just, like, broke down. It's like, I can't. This is unbelievable. And it's just because you know that the generation above them is garbage. And they don't care about the ones below them. And they're doing what their parents did. And they're doing what their parents did. It's just this endless cycle. and. I mean, while we don't necessarily see that to the same degree, like around here or around Drasco, around home, like there's kids that have seen things that I haven't seen. There's kids that have horrible home lives. And like Wednesday nights, we have kids club at my church and we've got kids. I mean, there's maybe a quarter to a third of them that go to our church and the rest of them are just kids. They live around there. Their parents come drop them off, probably get them out of their hair. And you don't know where they came from, what they, what they just came out of, what they've you know, what they're used to. And you can tell, you know, they're different. They don't have the best lives, a lot of them. And I was, I've, you know, talking to some of the leaders about it before. It's just like, you know, these kids, I can name all these kids and I know stuff about their parents. I know there's people in drugs. There's people that, I mean, they're living with their grandparents because their parents are in jail. I mean, these kids have rough lives. And just thinking about that, I just kind of realized, just thinking about today, I was like, yeah, that's something that, as far as a legacy, I want to be somebody that shaped the generation below me. So I don't want to be one of these irresponsible ones that leads them in the wrong direction. Like, I think that's a responsibility that anybody, you know, if you're above 20, 18, 20 years old, the ones below you, they're looking at you. If you're if you're five years old, I mean, the kids that are the cool kids are the teenagers. that the teenagers are fighting all the time, stirring crap up and acting ignorant, that's what they're going to do. So I've I just just noticing that just noticing the responsibility I have and that's one reason that I'm really involved in my church is just I want to I want to shape that generation so yeah as far as legacy that's kind of what I want to leave behind I want I want to shape the younger ones
1: that that is such a good mentality to have a lot of the very common phrase that I hear is that well, I, I had to go through that yeah. when I was kids so you so you do and there and there's there's two sides to that coin. Right. There's there's very valuable lessons that 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 phrase goes well with. It's like, yeah, I had to do something that was really hard. Maybe it was I worked all the time and you know, it sucked. And but at the time or at the, you know, going forward and looking back on that, that like, that really helped me grow. Right. But then there's another side to it, and that's that's the spite side. It's like, oh, I did this thing that really didn't benefit me, but I had to go through it, so you're going to have to go through it. And there's that kind of that mentality with some people that, that raise children. And you, you should always, as a parent, I'm not telling anybody how to parent, but the goal is to make the next generation better than the one before. Right. And it's a very, very selfish thing to do to hold the future generation down just because you had to do certain things that held you back. Right. Because maybe, maybe you could provide opportunities that you didn't have to your kids. You shouldn't get mad about that. You should be glad that you're able to provide opportunities for your children.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody learns in the same way either. So maybe, you know, when you were younger, you had to do a certain thing. Like you had to work all the time. You had to go through this specific trial uh, that you couldn't control. And, uh, I mean, you grew from it, but, you know, that's not to say that your your kids would grow from it or somebody else would grow from the same exact thing either. You know what I mean? Everybody grows and learns in different ways. So, I mean, I don't think just because you, like, say I had a child, just because I had to go through something doesn't mean by default they automatically have to go through it as well. Because they may not, you know, they're not like me. They're not me. They might not learn the same way. They might be wired a little different. So. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't. Uh, that was a good point. I don't think you should make somebody go through something just because you did.
1: And the more time you spend developing a relationship with your children, the more you, I'm speaking like I have a kid, but yeah. the, you have a, you have a kid, Gary? <laughs> No, no, I don't. No, I don't. But the more time you spend with them and the deeper you develop that relationship, I feel like the better you get at making that judgment call. Because you know that kid better. Maybe they do need to go through something. I, I'm the type of kid. The fire's not hot until you touch it. I've got to do things and and get burnt a little bit to to learn. That's just how I'm wired. Um, and my dad has seen that. He used to be really really hard on me and and tell me to not do stuff before I did it. And now he's like, you know, he's got to learn. He's got to go and that's that's his learning style. And it, it took him getting to know me better for him to realize that right so develop a relationship with your kids and help shape them in a positive direction
2: yeah and that's all that's all i'm trying to do if i can make them 10 better (laughs) just leave them with something that they'll remember you know yeah i mean they're not getting it reinforced at home so you got to do something somebody's got to take responsibility and
1: i I was kind of talking about um like your your own children but like you're talking about it, you like you don't have to just do that with your children. It's like right. you're involved in in, in community groups, uh, in church activities. You have an influence in your position to affect kids outside. You don't have any kids, right? But you are affecting children. You're helping shape children of the next generation. So that's yeah. that's awesome. Like uh, there's a saying I don't know exactly what it is, but about teachers, and it's like teachers are underappreciated for what they oh, do absolutely and we we need we need really good teachers because they help shape the youth
0: Right, i'm down with that
1: but anyways man
0: you got anything else for aj will dude no i really only had stuff about um well i just want to get to know aj so got that going <laughs> got that going <laughs> and then uh you know, just the music stuff was really what I was interested in. Yeah. I know. Mean, actually like to record audio and stuff. So, got a
2: couple pointers. You know what I'm saying? What, what yeah. software are you using down there? GarageBand, baby. That'd... Free. Hey, that's <laughs> right. Why, what you got. <laughs> hey, you can make a hit on GarageBand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is the, is the, you were talking about Pro Tools, is that the, like, the version, but I know there's a version, like a full version you can buy of GarageBand.
2: Oh no, is Pro Tools—it's it's, its, its own a separate thing. thing. It's like that one's called Logic. Logic, okay. Logic, Logic Pro—that's so above grud. grud. Is Logic the only you can get it on MacBook, and that's it? Yeah. Logic, yeah, yeah. I hate stuff that you can only get on MacBook.
1: Yeah, I'm—I'm I'm honestly not an Apple guy, but I feel like it's so—it's so—it's sta- <laughs> so standardized, and I'm so dumb with computers. I'm like, I just want something that's kind of user friendly. Yeah. that's... I
2: mean, I love the iPhone, but I've never had a Mac computer mainly because they're so expensive, but. Yeah, I would never buy one. She got this one. So. I, I'm going to buy a, one tomorrow, no, and you're telling
0: I, me not to buy yeah. one? No, I, no, get no, I, one, they're great. I said I would buy one. I inherited this one. You inherited it they're, by default. Yeah. They're
2: really stable. I mean, I, I, that's what everybody in the music industry uses, so I'm sure there's a reason for that. Um, but they use Pro Tools, too, and I, I can't get a hold of Pro Tools. Yeah. But at, at the time, I think Pro Tools, like back when I was learning – Like that was the industry standard. I figure it still is, but I see a lot of different people using different softwares. So you can, you can make a hit on anything to each their own, baby, whatever you like the best.
1: Well, as you probably know, AJ, we always like to ask if you could leave the audience with one thing, if they never heard your voice again, it could be advice. It could be nuggets of wisdom. It could be really anything you want to leave them with. What would you, what would you tell them? Okay.
2: I'll leave it. I'll make it I'll make it short and, and sweet. So I'd say I would say love God, love people, and take pride in everything that you do. I think that covers everything right there.
0: That. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> that's what I like to hear. I can get down with
1: that. <laughs> well that that's awesome, man. You really did this was a this is a unique podcast. Like I said, man. Audio, especially in the, the region that we grew up in, very small town rural areas. You don't hear a lot of people that do this kind of uh, stuff. You're right. So that that's awesome. We are so glad that you came on. We've been pumping you up for a while. <laughs> and I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm,
2: I didn't know that. I was behind on the podcast. I started listening to a few of them the past couple of weeks, trying to trying to see what y'all have been doing on here. And I was like, well, they they keep talking about me, Dadgummit. I'm I'm gonna disappoint <laughs> everybody. <now." laughs> yeah, no, <dude>. no
1: you, <laughs> no, you you did you did awesome. You blew it out of the water.
0: That that's a cool thing though, man, because you were all about the music audio recording and. Everybody listens to music, you know, even the most casual person doesn't know a single thing about music. They listen to it. So just to give them a little insight about what goes into the music, you know, that they listen to, not necessarily that they listen to, which they should go listen to Drisco Band. Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just music in general, how it has, it's a much, it's a much more complicated process than just you turning on a song, you know?
1: Yeah. And I say this all the time. When you see somebody, it doesn't matter what they're passionate about, but if you see somebody that's really passionate about something, it can evoke a a passion within you. Maybe not for the same thing, but they see that. They see, dude, this guy's really into this. And they, they kind of get to see a, like what all goes into it. And they're like, oh man, he's, he's putting in quite a bit of time and energy to, to do this. And they're like, Man, like I like so and so. I like this. I like this. I could do that. I could create something. I could develop a passion. Really, so it's it's just inspiring to to hear people talk about what they like to do. And that's one of the unique things that I really like about our podcast is we bring all kinds of people on here that have all kinds of different trades, that have all kinds of different hobbies, perspectives, beliefs, and it's just it's just awesome to To get to gain perspective from people that on the surface you may not think that they're that interesting, but like I say all the time, everybody's interesting. You just got to get to talking to them.
2: That's something I've been noticing. I just listened to the. I mainly just listen to the ones y'all had had guests on. Mm So the past couple weeks, and I was just like, man, these people. I mean, they probably don't look like much, and they don't. I mean, they're just they have a job that doing this, but it's like, wow, that's something I didn't know anything about. Yeah. It's the greatest podcast on the face of the earth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: yes. I Actually,
2: I lost that. I need to record that again. You do. I forgot. <laughs>
1: the greatest podcast. Yes, you do. Dude, we, it is. We need, accurate.
0: we need to make a little jingle for the middle of it. You know what I mean? You got the song going, and then you can make a little jingle for yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, man. Yeah, we, we learn. like, Will, this is the first time you've met him, and... We go way back, but there's a lot of things, man, I don't know about you, right. and even the ones that have come on that we know really well, we figure out pretty incredible things about them. We had one guy on here that's writing a novel, and I would have, Zach Mahan, our good friend, he's, he, like, one of his things, he wants to write a novel, and, like, no, no idea, no idea he wanted to know. do that. <laughs> yeah. And he's, like, actually put work into it. Like, he sat down. He's tried to determine, like, what kind of style he likes to ride in and everything. And you just got to get to talking, man. Casual mm. conversation. It's
2: the power of the casual conversation. Casual conversation,
0: baby. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, anyways, we, we really want to thank you for coming on. I know that it's, it's quite a bit of a drive to, yeah, to for get real. over uh, here. Yeah,
2: well, it was a little ways. Yeah, about yeah. an hour. About an hour. No, I've enjoyed it. I was glad that I got to be part of it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, anyways, with uh, with that being said, I am on Instagram at GaryTheGreat96 and on Snapchat at Gary, G-A-I-R-Y.
0: And you can find me on Instagram at Will underscore Pennington zero zero on Twitter at TheScavenger 23 and on Snapchat at TheScavenger.
2: AJ, give us your social medias, social medias and give social us the Drasco Band social medias. Yeah, uh, Drasko Band is super easy on everything. It's just at Drasko Band, all lowercase. And we're mainly on Facebook. We're on Instagram, but if you want like updates, events, stuff like that, it's definitely on Facebook. Facebook, baby. And me, myself, I'm A Rob 13, and it's all lowercase A R O B 2 underscores 1 3 mm. on mm. Instagram. On Instagram, baby. Go check them out. Give
0: them a follow. Before we go, go check out Drasco Band on YouTube, Facebook, wherever Drasco Band is. Get you a copy yeah. of <clears throat> what's it called, Gary?
2: 72530 72530 go get your copy. I'm gonna learn I'm gonna learn the, gonna learn the, <laughs> the zip code to transcode <laughs> yeah.
1: by the end No man, I plan on bumping this on the way home. I plan Do on it. bumping it know on the way home. For sure. I'll I'll give you my feedback. And as a as a musician that, that likes feedback, I won't just tell you, oh man, it sounds really good. No, like no, I'll that's give, perfectly I'll
2: give you some feedback. Yeah, I want the honest feedback. I, I appreciate so criticism, that. baby. What it helps you grow. You're right. That's right. But
0: rock and roll man that's all I got Gary you got anything else that's all I got with that being said we Will out this is up later <laughs>